a true and perfect account of the miraculous sea monster or wonderful fish lately taken in ireland bigger than an ox yet without legs bones fins or scales with two heads and ten horns of ten or eleven foot long on eight of which horns there grew knobs about the bigness of a cloak button in shape like crowns or coronets to the number of a hundred on each horn which were all open and had rows of teeth within them and in all other parts wonderful and unparalleled together with the manner how it first appeared and was taken at the place called dingle eichuf in the west of ireland and since brought to dublin to be shown publicly and all other material circumstances relating thereunto faithfully communicated by an eyewitness this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org whereas several rumours and various reports have been spread abroad in discourse concerning the strange fish taken in ireland we having a very perfect and faithful account and description thereof sent us some time since in a letter from a credible person that was an eye-witness of that monstrous sight have thought fit for unveiling report from the disguises of fiction and preventing the obtrusion of reader's note there is damage to this word imperfect relations on the too oft abused world to present the same plainly and truly in public view as a thing real and deservedly admirable on the third of october last past at a place called dingle itchuf in the county of reader's note damage to this word the west of ireland one james steward riding by the seaside as the tide was coming in perceived at a distance something of a strange bigness to make towards the shore at first he apprehended it might be some horse that might have been caught away with the violence of the tide and having recovered himself was now swimming to land but approaching nearer on a closer view he was infinitely surprised and amazed not so much at the bigness which yet he found to exceed that of a horse which he first took it for in the body as at the uncouth shape and number of strange horns of great length which rendered it not a little terrible to behold insomuch that he durst not go nearer to it lest it should destroy both him and his horse wherefore riding off he went immediately to one thompson that dwelt hard by on the beach and acquainting him with the strange adventure desired his aid and that he would bring ropes and handspikes with him and what other help he could procure but there being none at that time at home but himself and his wife they could not get any other assistance however they too went down with him to the place where the man and his wife were both almost astonished at the sight of this strange monster and the woman especially so far frightened that she would by no means permit her husband should go near or meddle with it yet steward the first discoverer boldly adventured to ride up pretty near it and at last to touch it with a rope and found it made no resistance but lay stranded on the ground and wanted water to carry it off upon this thompson and his wife seeing it so peaceable and inoffensive grew courageous and came near to assist the other man and by their joint labour they got ropes so about it as they tumbled it over and were able to hail it further on shore during all which time it made no resistance but when they went to lay hold on the horns they found thereon shells like coronets with teeth within them which got hold of their hands and fingers so that they were glad to let them go 
and the night coming on they were forced for that time to leave it having dragged it quite upon dry land early next morning they returned with more company whom the noise of this rare accident soon drew together but at their coming they find the monster quite dead and now had time to view and not without wonder consider its wonderful and prodigious shape which they found as follows the length of this sea wonder horns and all was full nineteen foot and in bulk or bigness of body somewhat larger than a horse it had two heads the largest of which joining immediately to the body had no perfect distinct shape but like a vast lump wherein nothing plainly appeared but two eyes of an oval form and of extraordinary bigness this great head carried the horns ten in number of which the two longest were situated in the middle and were smooth unlike the other eight viz four on each side were all wreathed or crooked and upon them grew curious shells as it were of the bigness of a large clock button but in form and shape like crowns or coronets two and two together and over against each other to the number of one hundred in all on each horn on top of every one of these buttons or coronets was the resemblance of a pearl which was to open and shut as a little mouth and had within it a row of teeth so that it should seem beside the mouth of the little head which we shall describe by and by this monster received nourishment for its body at eight hundred several places for to that number or thereabouts did the crowns on all the eight horns amount besides it had a natural power to contract or draw in these horns into its head as a snail does and extend them again at pleasure but when it was dead they all stood out at their full length some of them being eight or ten foot long and the two longest which were of equal size and length eleven foot between these two smooth longest horns and in the middle of all the rest grew up from the great head the little or smaller head at about three or four foot distance this was a shape much like the head of a hawk looking upward and had a strange mouth and two tongues in it and here too no doubt did it take in much of its nourishment the body itself besides the horns was about eight or nine foot long it was altogether smooth without scales fins or legs and all over of a flesh colour and only a large fleshy skin like a mantle which was fast to the back but hung down loose on both sides with a fringe round at bottom and this was of bright red or the outside and perfect white within this mantle was generally supposed to be its chief support in swimming for it had not one bone in or about nor any tail but towards the lower end it grew sharp like a wedge in brief everything in the said monster was wonderful the liver being taken out is credibly reported to have weighed thirty pounds for experiment the people boiled some of the flesh but the longer it boiled the harder it became it gave a very good scent as it boiled and seemed fat but in boiling the fat hardened and no creature though several at diverse times were tried would eat a bit of it or so much as taste of it a true draught of this rare animal together with one of its heads and two of its horns was carried to dublin on the sixteenth of december last and presented to several persons of honour since which time there is leave granted by authority for the public showing thereof both in dublin and other places we might now devote the reader a little and tell him that some zealots hearing of a strange creature with several heads ten horns and more than triple crowns took it for the apocalypse beast and fancied the pope was landed in person but non bonum est lydia cum sancta we dare not profane a text for a jest nor play the fool with thunderbolts 
and hope none will be so impertinently vain as to place every strange production of nature to be a count of prodigies, since if we consider how large a share the sea makes of this inferior globe, and that nature is ever active and wonderfully fruitful, we may not irrationally conclude, or at least suspect, the ocean to be inhabited with many several species of creatures, as the earth, and that the vast wilderness of waters contains as many monsters and altogether as strange ones as any in the deserts of Africa. Finis. End of A True and Perfect Account of the Miraculous Sea Monster, or Wonderful Fish, Lately Taken in Ireland, Bigger Than an Ox, Yet Without Legs, Bones, Fins or Scales, With Two Heads, and Ten Horns, Of Ten or Eleven Foot Long, On Eight of Which Horns There Grew Great Knobs About the Bigness of a Cloak Button, in shape like crowns or coronets, to the number of one hundred on each horn, which were all open and had rows of teeth within them, together with the manner of how it first appeared and was taken at a place called Dingle Itchuff, faithfully communicated by an eyewitness. Read by Timothy Ferguson.